0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to another episode of Ivy Exec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. You can visit us at ivyexec.com, and you can also follow us on your favorite podcast platform. The topic of today's episode is Get Your Dream Remote Role with our guest and Ivy exec's very own senior career advisor, Anastasia Gavrilovic. Anastasia is a senior career advisor who worked with more than 2,000 clients ranging from entry-level to the C-suite across various industries. She helps her clients learn how to embark on their job search in the most effective way. In addition to giving a resume critique and career advice, Anastasia also provides business consulting services. So in this session, we will discuss specific remote job search challenges, how to use your LinkedIn profile to get a remote role, as well as resources that are useful for a remote job search. Enjoy the show.
1: Thank you. I hope that you uh, like what we what we have prepared. If you are looking for just one step that you need to do and that will help you achieve your goal, there is no such thing. And if someone tells you that there is just one thing that you need to do and they will guarantee you, Um, a full-time remote role, that is a scam, so we will not do that today, but we will cover some tips that will help you improve your job um, search, your remote job search, because there are a couple of differences that you want to pay attention to. All right, so um, let us start with just painting the picture of our current market. Since the pandemic started working from home has become the reality for vast majority of people. And nowadays people have gotten used to that and they don't want to go back to the office. That is something that a lot of companies are also struggling with when they are trying to get everyone back into the office. I have spoken to a lot of people who have quit their job just because they want to work fully remotely. So in early 2022, research has shown that 60% of all U.S. workers want to work from home all or most of the time, and I, that that number is even higher just by speaking to to people every day. Remote work has been rising in the past several years. The pandemic just accelerated everything. We have, of course, certain advances in technology that helps us do all of this. And let's say this webinar as well, me speaking to all of you. Uh, But the most significant shift that remote work has given to us is the shift of HR and management not being focused anymore on the hours that you spend in your chair, but rather on your output and your results. And I think that we can all appreciate that. People are welcoming that because they can be flexible with their hours as as long as they um, exceed or uh, meet all of their targets. All right so we have some other stats for you today just so we can have a better feel for the per, for the current market. The first one is that only 16% of all companies in the world are 100% remote. And that number isn't isn't that high. The average annual income of remote workers is $4,000 higher than that of other workers, which is just one more perk for for you to want to work remotely. 74% of workers say that having the option to work remotely would make them less likely to leave a company, which of course helps with loyalty. Now, I have something that might be interesting to you guys. The industries with the highest number of remote workers are healthcare, technology, and financial services. And then finally, top five industries that expect to continue working remotely indefinitely are marketing and advertising, IT again, art and design, uh, media and publishing, and accounting and finance. So in case that you are an entry-level professional and you can still change your career in another direction, you might want to choose one of these um, industries that will have the most number of remote roles. Um, we also have a data on the fact that remote work is more common in cities with higher income levels. So you can use that to your advantage if you work remotely and you can apply to roles in cities around you in case that you don't live in that city that are higher income cities. 99% of people would choose to work remotely for the rest of their life, even if it was just part-time. And I think this is very important for companies to understand as the market is shifting to to a new model. And we also have one other stat for you, and that is that 69% of people would give up on certain work benefits for a more flexible working space, including a 5% decrease in their salary. And that is not insignificant at all. So I do Google this every day. So I have a range for you guys. The number of full remote jobs available today in the world is 396,000 on LinkedIn. And this number ranges from 360 to 420,000 jobs in the world which is not that high if we think of the number of people in the world. In addition to that, by the end of 2022, quarter of all US jobs will be remote. So 25% of all jobs. And these numbers show us that we are going in the right direction, but it, they also show us that the number of remote jobs in the current market does not meet individual demand. The demand is much higher than the supply. 60% of of all workers wanting to work remotely and only 25% of jobs being fully remote. Whenever that happens, we have an imbalance. We have a demand that is much higher than the supply. And that is why it's getting to. It's started to get difficult to get that full remote role. So let's talk about some challenges that you might face or might have faced in your job search. And we also want to hear from you guys. So Snezhana will share a question um, that you can answer, and that is what has been the main challenge for you while looking for a remote role? Some of the common ones we have here, the first one being competition. Uh, LinkedIn remote roles attract three times more candidates than an on-site job. And that means that you're dealing with three times more people that are applying for the same role, might have similar experience, or you know maybe a more streamlined career, and you need to get noticed. That can be quite difficult. Also, companies might ask of you to have remote experience. That is a challenge if you don't have any. Companies might ask of you to have remote team management experience as well. I'm dealing with a cold, so I have to drink water for my voice. Um, All right. They might ask of you to live in the country or the city where their company office is. Or even further, if you're looking for jobs remotely, worldwide, then they might ask of you to have a work permit for that country. And of course, that is a challenge if you don't have it. So let us focus on how to overcome some of the challenges that the remote job search is bringing us. The first step is the most important one, and that is to find your why. Why do you want a full remote role? Make sure that it's for the right reasons. Some of the reasons that people have mentioned to me would be. Childcare, saving money, saving time, being more productive when working from home. This is also a question that we will um, send out through the chat so you can answer. I am interested in, in seeing the stats on this one, but sometimes people look for a full remote role just because they're not very happy at their current role and they don't want to perhaps go to the office so they wouldn't see their coworkers, bosses, managers, and so on. If that is the reason, then you might just need another on-site role that you would be happier with. If you are someone who thrives from communication with other people, then remote work might not be the best option for you because you might feel lonely and low on energy. So you do need to think about whether your personality, uh, whether you're extroverted, whether you thrive from communication, if that will impact your remote work abilities, especially if you plan to work remotely full time for a longer period. All right, so now that you have your why, you need to start asking the right questions. And you want to ask them right away so you wouldn't waste any of your time, which is very valuable. So whenever you see a job that you want to apply for, if it's on LinkedIn, it's very easy to do this because we can always see the person who posted the job and we can see who is hiring, whether it's the hiring manager or HR. If you have that option, sorry again, then you want to reach out to that person and you want to ask them, is this a full remote role or some sort of a hybrid option? Do I need a work permit for this role? If I'm let's say outside of the US and it's a US role, do I have to be located in the same city or in the same state? How long does the recruitment process take? This will save you a lot of time and a lot of effort. You don't want to waste your time applying for roles that you don't even have a chance for. If any of this is a deal breaker for them and you simply don't have it, then you just want to cross that off your list and focus on some other remote job opportunities that are out there. Now, as for any any job search, whether it's remote or on-site, you need to have a great looking resume and LinkedIn profile, and you want them to match. It can never be a 100 percent match because you can always customize your resume, but it doesn't have to be as long as it matches overall. But I do have some skills for you that you can use to stand out during your remote job search. All right, so some soft skills to add that will help you stand out would be proactive verbal and written communication, which we all understand is important when you are working from home and need to reach out to people in order to solve problems, complete projects, and so on. So another one is project management. You don't have to be PMP certified for you to have this skill. If you have managed projects in the past, feel free to add this. Conflict management, also an important skill to add. Uh, Because you might be working with people from all over the world, one other skill to include here would be diversity, equity, and inclusion. When it comes to some other um, character-based traits that you might want to add here, that would be being accountable, being a leader, being agile, and being a self-starter. When you work from home, there isn't anyone there to push you to do something. You need to do all of this on your own. All right, so now we have some hard skills to add here. Because you will be working from your computer, a skill to have, not all of us have this, but it might be very valuable if you have it, would be IT troubleshooting. Other tools that are important uh, for remote jobs is the fact that you will use online for everything, so project management tools that are online, communication, collaboration, online tools as well. So some of those might be Google Suite, Microsoft Suite, Zoom, Slack, Teams, Google Meet, Monday, and any other platform that you might think of. But it's important to include at least a couple of these in your resume so the hiring manager knows that you are familiar with them. If you don't have some of these skills, then you might need to upskill. And having a project management or leadership certification on your resume can help you pretty much. And also attending certain online programs, let's say on how to manage remote teams, how to communicate virtually or how to hire and onboard virtually if you are, let's say, targeting a recruitment, a recruiting role. So that might need to happen. If you have remote experience, make sure to write that down right next to the role. So if you have been working remotely for the past two years as a chief financial officer, for example, you just need to use um, you know, a, a simple, comma, or maybe brackets, and just say remote. That also might help. If you have managed remote or global teams before, make sure to add that. You can add it in your elevator pitch. You can add it in your skill section, but make sure to have it somewhere. Now, some people perhaps don't have any remote experience. If you are an entry-level professional and you just a professional and you just graduated, you might not have it. But consider volunteering remotely at a nonprofit organization. And then you might pick up on the skills that you can then add to your resume. And also, you can always think of the times that you use some of these tools, even when you're working on site. Email, video calls, instant messaging. And of course, whenever you collaborated on an international or global project with a remote team, definitely add that to your resume. Something that we must not forget is the ATS, Applicant Tracking System. 90% of companies worldwide use some sort of a program, some sort of sort of a software to browse through your resume first and find specific keywords. If it doesn't find those keywords, you get an automatic rejection. No one gets to see your resume and we definitely don't want that to happen. That is why it's very, very important to customize your resume. If you don't have a lot of time please at least customize your skills section. And if you don't have a skills section on your resume, make sure to add one. Ideally, it would be at the very top. The first part would be a short paragraph acting as your elevator pitch, and then the second one would be your core skills, your most important skills. And this is something that you should always customize if you're applying online. Make sure to use the exact wording and phrases that they use. All right, finally, forget about cover letters. They should have stayed in the 19th century. That is an article that I wrote. And instead of that, create a 30-second video to introduce yourself. That will help you stand out. The hiring manager or HR will definitely have 30 seconds to take a look at that. And only 7% of all cover letters ever get read. So this is more likely to get you any traction make sure to of course wear something you would wear to work use good lighting and equipment to have a professionally looking video all right so now that you have your resume sorted the next step is to network and show yourself everywhere you can show yourself <laughs> online events linkedin events linkedin groups do everything that you can do to get noticed. That is maybe even more important than anything else. Uh, I do have a pro tip for you, and I think that rarely who does this actually, and that is to keep track of your applications and progress of them. So you can have a spreadsheet and then you can have every application and the date of application, and if they don't get back to you in three weeks' time, you can just cross off that list, cross off that, and you can focus on other roles. This is good for many reasons. You can see what is the number of roles you applied for, you can keep track in case that you forgot about some applications, and you can see the percentage of callbacks or interviews that you get. And that is very valuable for you to know if you're looking actively. All right, so you are keeping track of things, you have a great resume, and you're networking. The next step is to practice interview questions and virtual interviewing. Ensure that you are familiar with the platform that they use for their interviewing, whether it's Zoom, whether it's Google Meet, whether it's Um, a phone call, just make sure that you're very comfortable using that platform and make sure to practice virtual interviewing. It might be a bit different than, um, uh, well, just on-site interviewing because you can't see perhaps everything. A lot of nonverbal communication gets missed with video calls. So that might be something to pay attention to. And you also want to ask questions. Once they are done with their questions and they always ask you, do you have any questions for them? Yes, you do. The first one is, What will your day-to-day look like if they hired you? Very important to understand this. Sometimes companies can mislead you with their job description and you end up doing more of sales, for example, and that is not something that you wanted. And you can always ask the person who is interviewing you what it's like to work there, what it's like to work in that company. That might give you... Invaluable insights for you and your job search. And finally, just follow up with a thank you note. You want to be polite and you want to stand out. All right, so this is everything that you need to do, a lot of steps. And then if it's not working for a while, you can always go back to your drawing board, let's say every three months. And you can make some changes. If it's not working for three months, it's not working. If you are actively looking for three months, you should at least get a couple of interviews. If you are not getting them, then your resume is not customized. You are not reaching out to people and no one gets to see your resume. Something that you might want to consider is hiring a professional coach. One hour of coaching depends, of course, but usually it's, it costs the same as a fancy dinner and fancy dinners are great. I do enjoy those, of course, but if you have a couple of coaching sessions with someone who really knows what they're talking about and who has worked with executive level clients 1000 times before that is an investment that you might need to take. Once you learn how to network or how to interview or how to job search, then you have that knowledge forever. So you might want to think about hiring a career coach. All right. Very shortly, some elements that you might need for a fully remote role, and these are the elements that the interviewer might ask about. High speed internet and high performing computer. Camera or microphone if you're not using a laptop. High quality headphones. Perhaps you need two monitors to perform your work. See if you already have them or if you will need to ask of them to provide you with this. This might be a very important often overlooked element and that is secure data storage options. Any executive level professionals, any uh, executive level professional knows that this is very important. You need to have your data secured. You don't want any lawsuits coming coming your way. You might need printers and scanners for your role. So just check that off your list. And they might ask you if you have a separate room or dedicated workspace. So you need to think of all of these before the interview itself. All right. So let us focus on LinkedIn for just a bit. We did talk about how to adjust your resume and what to add. When it comes to LinkedIn, you want to optimize your profile with keywords. The most important keywords for you are your most important skills, but you can add remote everywhere you want. Uh, Managing teams remotely, uh, successfully completing projects remotely, You can add that to your About section. And you want to use your About section to present your value proposition and your elevator pitch. LinkedIn is a bit different than a resume. So you want to make sure that you use storytelling and that you show a bit of yourself, a bit of your personality, while also showing us your value add and what it is that you have done for companies in the past. If you're a leader, of course, emphasize your ability to lead. That will be more important than anything else. If you, uh, you optimize your LinkedIn profile, then make sure to be active and share relevant content. This is very important. It might help you increase your visibility or just maintain it. But you definitely want to share content that is relevant to your field. And then you might even become a thought leader. And then opportunities will come your way instead of you having to reach out to them and do all of the work. You can use LinkedIn to reach out to hiring managers before you apply. An excellent option. And if they don't respond, you can always find someone else who works in the same company. Reach out to them. And then you can ask them to introduce you to someone else until a couple of people know your name. Once they see your resume, if they already know your name, then you will stand out among other 60, 70, 80, 200 candidates that they don't know. So make sure to do that. Something that you can also do on LinkedIn and is very valuable, not a lot of people do this at the moment, join relevant groups. There are thousands of groups on LinkedIn. I'm sure you can find one that would be specific enough for you, whether it's HR executives or FinTech professionals and so on. Join the group and be active within the group. People who are in that group are people who can help you out. They already have the roles that you're targeting. Make sure to use that to your advantage. All right, don't forget this. It's very important. Uh, we have a couple of resources for you guys that I wanted to share. A couple of websites that you can use to apply for a remote role. One of them is We Work Remotely. Then we have Just Remote, Skip the Drive. This is a good one because you can. Um, just filter out all the on-site jobs from other platforms like Indeed and Monster if you use Skip the Drive. You can also use FlexJobs, that's a good one. And those platforms, those four are for anyone in any industry. And then we also have two that are a bit more specific. We have AngelList for tech talent in startups, and we have Remote Woman for female tech talent. We will also share these in the email that will go out to you guys. So you will have all of the links. For some of those, you do need to become a member. And for some of those, you do need to pay some money to become a member. So just do a bit of research and see what works uh, best for you, of course. But these should be your go-to instead of platforms that have a variety of on-site and remote jobs, because this is where you can find all the remote roles. Alternatively, if you don't have any remote work experience, if you're a beginner, if you just want to work from home, even though you currently can't find a full-time role, then you can always look at contract platforms, freelancer platforms. All of those are always remote. So you can use that, or you can just use it to supplement your your income, for example. Okay, so those are the resources. And now we want to talk about how to get noticed. I did share a couple of different tips on how to do that using LinkedIn, optimizing your resume, reaching out to the hiring manager. So I think we have a team going here, and that is network. Networking is very important. And it might sound simple when I say it, but the execution is not that simple. A lot of people are not very comfortable with networking they think of it as asking for favors they uh, think that it makes them fee- it makes them seem um you know like they're begging for a role like they're desperate and that is far from what networking is all successful c suite level professionals know that they didn't get there just by working hard they got there by having conversations with the right people and knowing right people. What you want to achieve ideally in your career is that roles come to you instead of you needing to apply for 50, 60 jobs, use online platforms, customize your resume. You want opportunities to come to you and that is why networking is very important the model that i presented in one of the previous webinars is it's called the three layered model and i want to just quickly go back to that because it is very important that you do at least one step towards networking today it is very important so three layers of your network or of your contacts the first one is People who you know personally, who you are comfortable with, they might be your friends, neighbors, they might be your previous colleagues and bosses if you maintained a good relationship. Those are the first people to go to when you want to find a new role. They don't even have to be the person that work in the company that you're applying for. They don't have to have the role in their company. They just need to talk about you to some other people and that might circle back to you and you get your interview or you can just send over your resume directly to someone. The second layer are your professional contacts, people you have on LinkedIn, for example. You maybe worked with them in the past, you might have um, attended an event together and then you simply connected on LinkedIn, um, previous colleagues, bosses, and, of course, some new people that you just met through LinkedIn, those would would be your second-layer contacts, and you want to reach out to them second. So something that you can do here because you're not that comfortable with them, you can always just build up some rapport before you ask for anything how have you been, if they have kids, how are you? your kids, are they in college, for example. And when you have a couple of days of that or a couple of, you know, back and forth, then you can simply share, I have become an expert in software development. And right now I'm looking for a new role. I would really like to use my expertise and knowledge to help a company grow or improve or become more efficient. Do you have anything in mind? Maybe that is something that, that gives results and you definitely want to use that. And then of course, the third layer is people that you don't know. They might be in those groups that I mentioned. Joining groups on LinkedIn is important. They just might be people that you find randomly on LinkedIn. And most importantly, they might be people who already have the dream remote role that you're looking for. The insight that that person can give you is better than an insight that anyone else can give you including a professional coach because they know all of the steps that they needed to make in order to get where they are and that is what you want to know more than anything else if you have that insight then you can <clears throat> then you can use it and follow their 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 process that that might mean you needing to attend a program Uh, acquire some certification or whatever it may mean. You just want to use their model to achieve the same goal. So this third layer is the most uncomfortable one for many people because you don't know people who you are reaching out to. But it is important to do that if the first two layers didn't yield any opportunities that ended in, in your dream role. So All right, we have the three layer model going. Something that you also want to do when it comes to your contacts, you want to ask them for recommendations and referrals. LinkedIn has recommendations um, as a section. And if you have a lot of those on LinkedIn, it's almost like having your references and referrals online available for everyone to see. It's that third party validation that we all want that we have the skills and the expertise that we claim to have so make sure that you have at least five recommendations on LinkedIn and if you can make sure that you have a couple of different levels let's say someone who you reported to someone who reported to you and someone who is at the same level those are three different aspects of you as a professional. So if we have a couple of recommendations that speak greatly of you for all three aspects, that might help a lot with any hiring manager or recruiter who is just looking at your profile. So um, here, of course, you need to show productivity, you need to show interest, and you need to be consistent keep your goals in mind, keep your why in your mind, because it might take a while, it might be tiring, but you only need one yes to get
0: there.